I'm George Kurtz, and this is your Fantasy News Update. The NHL first-round series teams that didn't play last night, they will play tonight, led off by the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins. 7 o'clock, NBCSN. 7.30 on the USA Network, we have the Carolina Hurricanes and the Washington Capitals. And then the late game, the Colorado Avalanche versus the Calgary Flames, also at NBCSN. The NBA, they will open up their playoffs on Saturday with the Nets and 76ers at 2.30. Magic against the Raptors at 5. Clippers, Warriors at 8, and Spurs and Nuggets at 10.30. All times are Eastern. Uh, the teams that don't play Saturday will open up on Sunday. And on Sunday at 1 o'clock, we have Pacers, Celtics, Thun uh, Thunders at Trailblazers at 3.30. Pacers and uh, Celtics was 1 o'clock, by the way. Pistons, Bucks at 7 o'clock. And last but not least, Jazz and Rockets at 9.30. In the NFL, Leonard Fournette has been arrested. Happened about four hours ago for speeding and not... And so driving a suspended license, apparently. That's why he was arrested. We'll see how this plays out in under uh, Roger Goodell's league here. Uh, in the NBA, uh, Kings fired head coach Dave Jarger today. Uh, no big shock there after he had uh, it didn't make the playoffs. It happened, right? It's Black, uh, Black Thursday. In the NHL, it was Black Sunday. NBA, Black Thursday. Joe Pavelski is expected to play for the San Jose Sharks in game two after taking a puck off the jaw, off the chin yesterday. Hey, it went in. He scored a goal. You'll do anything to score a goal. I don't know if I want to break my chin, but hey. It's all, it's all good there. In Major League Baseball, we had five games this afternoon. There was Cincinnati Reds shut out the Miami Marlins again. Miami Marlins only scored one one run in this three-game series here. Lopez pitched for the Marlins. Four and two-thirds innings pitch. Seven hits, four runs, all earned. A walk and five strikeouts. Sonny Gray only goes four innings for the Reds. Two hits, was pitching well. No runs, no earned runs, walk, six strikes. Uh, but he left with a, uh, a left, uh, left calf contusion here. He might be okay for his next start. We will wait and see what happens there. Only home run of the game, Eugenio Suarez, is third for the Cincinnati Reds. Pretty obvious if Miami got shut out, they didn't hit any home runs. In the Slugfest game today, St. Louis Cardinals defeat the Dodgers 11-7. In this game, Walker Buehler only goes four innings pitch, five hits, five runs, five earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. His ERA is now 8.25 on the season. Ouch. This is a top prospect coming in that we thought would uh, be a top 15 fantasy starting pitcher. So far, not so good. Michael Walker, three and two-thirds innings pitch, eight hits, seven runs, all earned, one walk and three strikeouts. His ERA is up to 5.28. Gallegos gets the win for the Cardinals in this game. A home runs all by the Dodgers. Uh, Fries gets his first, Hernandez his fourth, and Bueller, the pitcher, also gets his first home run of the season for the Dodgers. Cleveland shuts out Detroit for zip. Uh, once again, Detroit having trouble uh, really hitting the ball at all in this game. Shane Bieber, seven innings pitch, three hits, no runs, one walk, six strikeouts. Turnbull, four of the Tigers, four innings pitch, eight hits, three runs, all earned, one walk, and four strikeouts. Only home run of the game, Leonis Martin, his second of the season for the Cleveland Indians. My, uh, other games uh, today that were played, we had the uh, Oakland, uh, Oakland A's once again defeating the uh, the Baltimore Orioles 8-5 to five in this game. Crush Davis hits two more home runs, his eighth and ninth on the season. I mean... This guy's hitting a ton of home runs and very consistent over the past couple of years. Kendrick Morales also hit his first home run of the season. Fakely, his third. And Semyon, his, also his third of the season for the Athletics. Smith Jr. hit his first of the season for the Baltimore Orioles. Brooks gets his second win of the season. He's 2-1. Six innings pitch, three hits, three runs, three earned runs, three walks, and three strikeouts. Bundy goes 0-1. Five innings pitch, seven hits, six runs, all earned, eight strikeouts for your Baltimore Orioles here. The other Chris Davis, remember him? And not, things not going so well for, uh, for that Davis there. 
0 for 53 now to start the season. That's obviously a major league record here, 0 for 53. Speaking of major league records, the Seattle Mariners have now hit home runs in the first 15 games of their season. That is a major league record. Mariners come back and win this uh, game in extra innings, 7-6. They were trailing 6-4 in the ninth inning, scored 2 in the ninth, 1 in the 10th. They win the game. Big news in this game, Whit Merrifield and his 31-game hitting streak come to an end. He went 0 for 6 here. Mike Leake goes five innings, uh, four, five hits, four runs, all earned, two walks, four strikeouts. Lopez, six innings pitched, three hits, two runs, two earns, two walks, and five strikeouts for the Royals. Brennan gets the win. Sparkman gets the loss. Once again, Merrifield's hitting streak comes to an end in this game. I am George Kurtz, and this has been your Fantasy News Update. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. We're to uh, level three uh, right now. The Masters uh, continues. And uh, it's a pretty eventful Masters so far. The television uh, executives uh, must be excited. A lot of big names at the top of the leaderboard already. And I tell you what, Greg Bynan must be pretty excited. This is a case where, son of a, if he would have bet this, and it's funny, I was going to throw in a little play at Bet365 on this, and Bet365 offers the cash out, right? So, um, Kiridash off of Barn Rats, minus three right now. He's in second place, George. He's uh, He was 300 to one. And Greg Bynan of the Fantasy Sports uh, Network, he does the the red, uh, the red uh, the card show, the red card uh, uh, card show um i went to the book the other day he gave me 50 bucks he gave me 100 bucks to put on a couple of golfers but he told me put 50 bucks on alpha barn ride and 300 to one pays fifteen thousand dollars now he's not going to win and like i said earlier it's like a, it's like a horse race this stuff you don't really want to be leading after the first round because you know it's really hard to go wire to wire it's incredibly rare that you you see that and with that being stated i've got john rom at minus three. Um, L.A. Dodgers uh, lost to the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. And if you remember, George, I said earlier in the week, too. what happened? Who, what, uh, who got hurt? Corey Seager uh, was left the game after getting hit by a pitch here. Seager was here, left hamstring contusion. And Max Muncie also left the game due to an injury. Don't have an update on Muncie's injury there. So no, Seager and Muncie both leave this game. Bellinger didn't play. Dodgers have a lot of injury. They always have injury. With that being stated, Clayton Kershaw is scheduled to make his debut on Monday against the Cincinnati Reds. You see, Puig goes back to Los Angeles. Um, see, I, I talked about this earlier in the week, and as a Dodger fan, I know this, and I don't mind betting against my own teams. I'll do it. I don't go out of my way to do it. I don't like betting against the Bills. Like, I rarely will do it. Like, I've done it. I'll do it a few times a year, maybe. If I'm really convinced or I'm angry at them or whatever, and I'm like, ah, they suck. <laughs> you know, I'll bet so you against bet them. against them because you're angry at them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, I know. Like, I watch them so closely. I'm one of these people. If, if your team sucks, you're better off sort of admitting they suck and knowing, like, how to bet them, right? Like, okay, don't bet them oh, here, great. bet them there. 
as opposed to just being a fan and getting angry and losing all the time. And I'm not one of these people. I find it it's a it's a wuss way out where people say, oh, I don't bet on my favorite teams at all. Like uh, when they say, oh, I don't bet like like I'm a Raptor fan. I plan on betting on the Raptor games. <laughs> like I'm going to bet on the Raptor series. But if I didn't think they were going to win, I probably wouldn't bet against them. I would just not bet it. You know what I mean? It's like if I really think the Bills aren't going to win, I just won't bet the game. But that being stated, I effing knew, like, the Dodgers. I said it earlier in the week, guys, on this show. The Dodgers never beat St. Louis in St. Louis. There's something about it. Like, they've lost, like, a million games in a row there. All right, speaking of which, we're going to get into the board, the baseball board. NHL, but let's take a, let's take a look at the baseball board. Game time decisions continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, level three continues. Game time decisions at Ready Rage on Radio. Cam Stewart in Vegas, although we checked in now with us earlier. He's playing blackjack right now with his brother. George Kurtz uh, in for Cam Stewart. Masters play continues. Uh, we've got NHL playoff hockey this evening. Major League Baseball as well tonight, uh, George. And we keep saying, well, you know, it's still early and, you know, it's still early. But I'm a, I'm a one of these believers. I don't hit the panic button early as far as baseball teams are concerned. But at the same point in time, I'm also a believer that these games count every bit as much as a game does in mid-September. A win is a win. And they all add up. The math of it there. So every, you know, it's 162 games, but every game is important. And just more so the... The atmosphere around the team and negativity begins to build, et cetera. So, you know, until the Boston Red Sox start winning, every one of these games is a big game for them, so to speak. <laughs> like, they don't win again tonight. Then it's like, well, you know, okay, okay, we go into the weekend. But I tell you, Aaron Sanchez has uh, looked pretty good this year, too. I mean, listen, it's it's strange, right? Coming into the season, we thought Boston would have problems in their bullpen. You know, with Ryan Bergier, Matt Barnes, who's going to close games? No Kimbrell, no Joe Kelly. You know, uh, we never thought that the entire rotation, I mean the entire rotation, would be a small disaster. I mean, no one thought this. No one was even talking about this. Sale, Eduardo Rodriguez, Price, Porcello, uh, Iovali, they've all been terrible. So if I'm Boston, I'm worried because it's not like you're playing badly. You know, the Yankees are playing badly. The you know, Yankees have injuries. Boston doesn't have that excuse. They're just not, they don't look good. These guys don't look like they can pitch all of a sudden, which is kind of strange because Rodriguez looked great in spring. Looked great. Price and sale, maybe they didn't throw enough innings in the spring. That may be on Cora, giving them an additional rest, I guess, after the long, you know, the playoff run last year. I sort of get that. There's a delicate balance between using him too much and not enough. But if I'm the Red Sox, I'm concerned right now because if you can't figure out this pitching staff, you, you can't hit enough to overcome that. Nathan Eovaldi on the hill. Uh, picked up a pair of no decisions and two starts uh, so far this year. The Red Sox are actually 2-0, and so they've won uh, both their games. And, you know, I don't look at win one-loss records. You know, we're talking about a pitcher. You're going to look at, you know, other metrics than the one-loss record. But as a betting man, 
you don't look at the one loss record, George, of the pitcher, but it it does matter with the team. You know what I mean? Like that's that is an important stat that you look that I look at as a betting man in baseball. It's like all right, you know, whatever his win loss record is, it's kind of it doesn't not a true reflection of how he pitches, but there is something to be said that a team wins or loses more when a guy pitches, right? Is a guy going to keep him in the game? Is a guy going to get outs at the right time? Numbers don't always tell the whole story. You know, there's different ways of giving up three runs, right? <laughs> like, there's just, you know, that's every situation, every, that's the beautiful thing about baseball. You know, it's, it's like a Rubik's Cube. It's always changing. Uh, but, you know, there is something to be said that teams win when certain pitchers pitch and they lose more when other guys uh, pitch. So they've had success with Evaldi, but like I said, uh, Aaron uh, Aaron Sanchez has been pretty solid uh, this year so far. Good pitcher, Aaron Sanchez, actually. Him and Stroman are good pitchers. They are. I mean, listen, as far as Sanchez, just need to be, uh, stay healthy, right? Stop with the blisters, whatever's going on with his hands there. He couldn't. He, uh, he just couldn't keep him healthy there. Every time he's gripping a curveball, all of a sudden he had a blister there. Uh, when he had a problem, when he had, was when he was healthy, he was fine. Uh, so I'm I'm okay with Sanchez tonight. I, I want to see what Eovaldi does. I do think Sanchez, if he can prove himself healthy, like Stroman, may not be there past July. But I think Toronto would move them if they can get what they want for these two pitchers. I don't think they're long-term in Toronto. As far as what you said about uh, wins and looking at the stat, I mean, I agree with you because I also think uh, sometimes a team plays differently behind a pitcher. You look at the Mets last year with DeGrom. They knew that yeah. I was, wasn't going to give more than a run or two, so you, I think you relax a little bit. You're not trying maybe as best, or it's just a, it's a different mindset. Other than when you uh, when you got a pitcher that you know is going to give up six runs, all of a sudden you're scoring runs for him. You can score seven runs for the guy who sucks, but the guy who's good, you can only score two. It's a it's a strange phenomenon, but it does happen about how a team plays behind a certain pitcher. I remember when the Red Sox lost the first couple of games. Who did they open up with? The Red Sox. Um, Seattle, you're, right? You're, was that their first Seattle. games of the year? Was it in Seattle? I think it was in Seattle. They were on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm almost positive it was Seattle. Sarah, Seattle, they played Arizona, was the third trip, and Oakland was the middle trip. Okay, so, um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, they lost 12-4. No, you're exactly right. Gonzalez against Chris Sale. Yeah, so I remember when they, so when they went, uh, they went, they lost two or three. I remember seeing a, a percentage and it said, uh, the, well, you know, don't worry, Red Sox fans. You know, horrible, uh, you know, you got you got tattooed, but you still have a 93% chance of making the playoffs. I'm looking right now, 65% chance. 65% chance. And, you know, I know, George, you know, we talk about it. The Seattle Mariners, they haven't really played, you know. We can argue they haven't played, you know, the best teams in baseball, but these guys are 13-2 and two right now. <laughs> George, they're 13-2. and two. Like, uh, they've actually worked their way up to a 54.3% chance of making the playoffs, Seattle. And I know it's a little early for this, but listen, they're Houston are decent, 8-5. They're four games back. They're only four games up on Houston. But as far as, as, far as the wild card is concerned, they already have like a five, five-and-a-half game lead on the wild card. <laughs> like, you know, Cleveland, you know, Cleveland just needs to sort of go keep doing this for another couple of weeks, and suddenly it's for real. You know, they go 500 the rest of the way, and they're going to make the playoffs. It's, it's going to be, uh, you know, these guys are flying under the radar. You can say whether they're real or not. They're 13 and F and 2 right now. They're feeling it, right? I mean, uh, and if you want to say they haven't played anybody, you and I have been harping on it all week. That's the way yep. the American League is going to play all season long. All right, teams are going to play nobody. There's a lot of bad teams here. You look at Seattle, you know, the first thing I look at, the starting pitching staff. 
you know, Nakuchi, Gonzalez, Leak, LeBlanc, Felix Hernandez. I just don't see these teams that are get up to uh, the Seattle's of the world. They're not going to make the additions they need uh, as the season goes on to really compete here. This team is in a rebuild mode. It's what they wanted to do. They traded Cano. They traded Edwin Diaz. They want to trade in Canarcion. They couldn't find a taker in the offseason. They want to keep moving guys out to build up this team for the future. I mean, will management all of a sudden change their strategy, Gabe, and go, all right, you know, hey, it's June for, June 15th. We're still in, uh, you know, in the wild, number one wild card team. Maybe we're still in first place in the division. Will they then add, you know, get a closer there? Because right now, Swords actually closed. Or Strickland's out until June. Will they get an outfielder there? Will they get uh, whatever else they feel they might, they might need, a bat? You know, so I, I'm curious to see what they do there. Will they add if they're in this position in two months? Uh, New York Mets and Atlanta Braves this evening. Atlanta Braves are minus 130. Gossman against uh, Mats uh, tonight. Both teams, uh, both teams, George, come in with identical 7-4 and four records. But speaking of bats, man, the New York Mets bats have been lighting it up. I think they scored 26 runs in the last uh, three games. Uh, 9-1 to the over in their last 10 games in New York Mets. It's funny because people talk about the Mets and, oh, they're pitching, they're pitching, they're starting pitching, they're pitching. Yet here they are, 9-1 to the over so far. Mets bats have come alive. Yeah, not what we expected, right? We thought the Mets were, okay, oh, Zach Wheeler, DeGrom, Syndergaard, you know, Mats, and, okay, okay, Jason Vargas we didn't expect much out of. But uh, we thought they'd pitch well, and hitting might be a, a question mark there. But now they're ripping the cover off the ball. Alonzo looks like the real deal. And they're getting performances from guys they throw in the lineup. You know, J.D. Davis is hitting. You know, Cano really, over that home run on opening day, hasn't done a whole bunch. But the rest of the guys, everybody else in the lineup are hitting. I am very curious, Gabe, what's going to happen when Lowry and Todd Frazier are back off the I.L., which really should be within the next 7, 10 days, certainly before the end of April here. Do those guys play every day? And do you risk all of a sudden you're not going to play McNeil, you're not going to play Davis? You know, what's going to happen here? Where's Lowry going to play? He's not going to play first base, right? You're not taking Alonzo out of the line. The guy's got five home runs already and something like 10 uh, extra base hits. So I'm curious the most to popular player. This. <laughs> right. The fans love him. They'll, they'll be, exactly. The fans yeah. have <laughs> if they took him out of the line. So I'm curious to see what they do. Um, so, yeah, the Mets at the Braves. That's, and I remember in the old days, too. You know, in the old, uh, used to be a big rivalry, the Mets and the Braves um, in the National League East. Chipper uh, Pittsburgh. Son Shay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh and Chicago. Yeah, John Rocker. <laughs> it's a lot of history. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to keep your mouth but, shut. Yeah. There's a lot of history here. Um, Pittsburgh and Chicago uh, tonight. Chicago Cubs now 3-8. and eight. We got uh, Musgrove and uh, Quintana on the hill tonight. Uh, the Cubs were minus 150 favorites. The markets bet it down, George, to minus 130. And it's funny, the total was 10.5. It's sitting at 9 now, which means the wind must be blowing in. Uh, we'll hit these. Uh, there's only a couple of more baseball games on the board. We'll get into the NHL. Game time decisions. Red Heat and HR Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
All right. Level three continues. Fantasy Sports Next Yank, Fantasy Sports our Radio Network. Countdown is on. The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins are dropping a puck at the 7 o'clock. And, oh, God, I forgot about him, George. We're going to get the guy. What's his name? Rene, is it, uh, you know, the dude, the guy that sings the national anthem in Boston? He's got the, uh, he's got the, um, He's got the mustache, and he does the, he does like the fist pump after with 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 the Bruins and stuff. All right, we've lost George's uh, George. We've lost George's uh, audio. Rene Rancor. Yeah, there you are, George. Did we lose George again? All right. Even flow. <laughs> um, serenity now. Serenity now. Um, oh, he retired. I'm being told he's retired. He retired unless he's back for the play. Well, who sings it? What's up, Chase? Slick Picks. Slick Picks lives. Uh, yes, Don on the phone. There's uh, Slick Picks lives in Boston. Uh, I asked if Don's on the phone, and Yang tells me in my earpiece, no, no, Don's not on the phone. No, I was, I was kidding, Yang. Um, <laughs> God, they really should like people should like this. Really should be a reality television show, like, a show within the show. So yeah, Slick Picks lives in Boston. Who sings the national anthem in Boston now? Like all the all the great uh, all the great. Uh, all the great anthem singers seem to be like sort of dead or like retired. Like, how can this guy retire? Like, what uh, what's going to retire from? You sing the anthem a couple of times a year. Again, he doesn't have to do every game. They got to roll him out for tonight. They had to roll. I bet you the. I bet you he's going to be there tonight. Do we have George back? I hope so. There you are, George. What's up, George? There we. Are. I don't know. It's technical difficulties. All of a sudden, they wouldn't let me connect to you guys. Did, didn't like talking about Boston all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you know the guy I'm talking about? Rene Rancourt? He does the old fist I pump. do know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, he does the, the charge. Yeah, he's, a, he's a real ham. Well, listen, what, you're, you're there for two minutes, right? That's what the national anthem. Oh, I guess, will he sing the Canadian anthem as well? Oh, Canada? Oh, Canada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got to do so, both. So he'll be there for he three and a half, four minutes. I guess he's got to get his time in. No, he doesn't do both, though. He he didn't do both. Oh. But we're being told he retired. Um, we're being told he retired. The Kate uh, Kate Smith one was the best in Philadelphia. That, that was good. Um, you know, they, they do a good job of merging it. They have the new girl. I don't know. Lauren, I think her name is. I don't know. It's one thing uh, I know, George. I can tell you, like, I can almost tell you who I the see. anthem singer's name. Yeah. That's, Who's the famous one for the Yankees? Who, the... Uh, he passed away. The Roman long, dude? Long, long. Uh, the guy that did... Uh, a little short guy. God bless I think his number, was, his number was a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but when you asked me, I was thinking of the Roman guy that did God Bless America in the seventh inning. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, yeah. I, that guy, the huge guy. Yeah, I know that guy as well. This guy was small, very small. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's gonna drive me insane now. 
I should I should have never brought this up. <laughs> I know the guy you're talking about. <laughs> the Yankee um, star. Yeah, Re- star Rene Doucette was the man. Rene Rene Doucette was the man in the old days. Montreal. He's he's one of the best ones, but. Chicago, yeah, Chicago had the great anthem too, right? That place used to go effing crazy. The Blackhawks have always had a good, you know, you set the tone in the playoffs uh, with with the anthem singer. So yeah, Leafs, uh, Leafs and Bruins. We're about a half half hour away right now. I'm gonna sprinkle on the Leafs. Like I said, I've had a good little run with with betting as of late. I've been going to the FanDuel book almost daily, or you know, sometimes I'll take a day off. We've had a good run. Um, but last night it was ugly, George. It was rough, man. That's what I get <laughs> for betting on every game and every total. <laughs> you know, like I bet on everything pro- pretty much. Because uh, I'm refing tonight, so I probably won't bet at all. I generally don't like to bet if I'm not going to be home all night, and I won't return until about midnight. So uh, I generally I'll take the night off. That's my excuse because I don't like just coming home and finding out. I like to watch the games as I'm doing it. I just, it's just, I think it's one of my uh, superstitions. Where I, I'm guessing a while back, years ago, I probably bet and on a night I repped and I, it just didn't go well. So now I generally don't do it. I have to be home. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I know um, I I have a harder time winning when I'm on the road. I I don't I can live with not watching a game. I'll I, you know it doesn't affect my handicapping all that much, but it's the preparation. If I'm taken out of like you know, you're taken out of your routine and you're doing stuff like that's why it's tough like. When you're in Vegas and you're in Atlantic City, you think, oh, I'm going to go there. I'm going to crush it and stuff. But you don't take into a fact you're going to drink 23 drinks and you're going to be wasted at 5 a.m. And you're going to be putting tickets in and doing weird things and making bad decisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? That you don't even remember. You know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, God, I forgot I put 300 bucks on that game last night. And, you know, like it, it changes things. You get taken out of your uh, you get taken out of your rhythm and your routine. So San Diego and Arizona here. San Diego, nice start uh, to the season, eight and five. Very confident team. And I have a kid uh, here tonight, Pedro Avila, uh, making his Major League Baseball debut uh, this evening. Uh, Avila won seven and nine with a 4.27 earned run and 24 appearances uh, with Lake Elsinore, the California League, uh, last year at the uh, the Class A level. So. A big step up in class for this kid, but one thing as a betting man, one thing I'll say: Arizona generally beats San Diego. They have their number. It's just one of these division type things. But as a betting man, George, a lot of people will say, "Ah, oh, the kid's going to get lit up. It's his first start, and I'm going to bet against this kid. He's coming from A ball, and he's pitched in Double A once or whatever." And I look at it like the opposite. The first time, I don't care where the kid pitched before. He's obviously got big league stuff. And the hitters don't know him. And it's a problem. Like, these kids get hit, like, in the third start stuff, in the fourth start. But that first start, man, kids can get by on a couple of pitches and adrenaline and give you five innings and not get lit up. I agree with you. I was going to say the same thing. It's not so much the team. A lot of batters, they have this routine. They like to know what a guy is going to throw. I'm, I'm a Yankee fan. For years, the Yankees could not hit some nobody who came up and pitched out of nowhere because they hadn't seen him before. It didn't matter if he was throwing the ball 99 or 89. They just couldn't hit him. So uh, I agree with you there. It could be uh, it could be more on uh, where Vila has the advantage. The problem is this is not a prospect. 
you know, well, I guess technically he is, but he's not a top prospect. He's not someone, oh, we can't wait to see Avila pitch. Oh, oh, the Padres yeah. have one of the best, they have one of the best minor league systems in the game. Avila's not one of those guys where you're like, oh, can't wait for Avila. But uh, so I don't, things still might not go well here. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't touch it either way here. And by the way, I just got a text from uh, Mike Cardano. I actually looked up the answer anyway. Robert Merrill. I kept thinking Stump Merrill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was the yeah, guy Robert I was trying Merrill. to think of. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, the short. I thought of the Roman guy. And wasn't he removed from singing for, like, wasn't there, like, something weird behind it, his uh, Something background? happened, right? Yeah, something <laughs> happened. Uh, I, yeah, I don't like, know what it was. Shady, shady, too. Like, yeah, like, yeah. they were... I remember it was like pretty much, yeah, yeah, he can't sing here anymore. <laughs> like, it was one of those deals. I don't want to, I, the first thing that went through my head, I don't want to say because I'm not positive, but, uh, me too. Yeah, it certainly were you thinking, good. were you thinking like Jared Subway type thing? <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly what I was yeah, thinking. Me, I think it's in that, in that too. ballpark. Because when so, you said uh, it, I was like, yeah, with that creepy guy. That's what I thought. I'm like, that creepy guy. Like, that, that big he look came out of nowhere and he, well, he, he hung on to that job forever, bro. <laughs> Like I thought they were going to. They don't like when the Yankees What's do that. that. But I see when, they have, when the Yankees do that after the seventh inning, they sing the uh, "God Bless America," and I guess it's a delay. You know, it's an extra minute. They don't. Teams used to complain about that that the Yankees were doing it as a competitive advantage. I don't know what advantage it would give you to have an extra minute between innings. Yeah, but you get a minute off as well. It. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, how does it help anybody? I don't. I don't get it. But uh, now, I, I could other be teams. wrong about. I could be wrong about this, but. Doesn't didn't everyone do it? And doesn't does everyone still do it? No. I don't think anyone. Uh, I saw it was a game the Yankees it had to be in Baltimore. It's the only road. Uh, it wasn't Houston. So the Yankees playing in Baltimore. I think Baltimore does it now. It, it was a rarity. It was only the Yankees because uh, yeah, I remember thinking, oh, I gotta hear this song again. God bless America, which I know sounds so unpatriotic, but it used to get on my I nerves. Sworn, a little bit. I could have sworn that. Everyone started doing it after. Ah, the Cubs have taken me out to the ball game. Right? Not everybody Yeah, does I know, it. but I thought they squeezed it. No, I know. But you're, you're right. Then there was the debate of, you know, well, should you do it forever now? It was after 9-11, and should you do it forever? And as you stated, it's kind of the jackass that's going to say, you know, hey, if you want to sing it, sing it. You have no it, choice right? now. What you start? Listen, are you one of these guys? I mean, yeah. I've never you can't understood stop why it we now. like you said, you oh, stop it now, bro, and then people are gonna say they're gonna be insulted at this point. Especially so why in do New we York. even bother? Why do we bother singing the national anthem before a baseball game? Or a football game or a hockey game or a basketball Why? Do we I mean I when you go this, to go to see a movie, do, does any yeah, does anybody sing the national anthem <laughs> before you go see a movie? You know, go see you know, whatever Marvel comic movie, oh say no one's I don't understand why this is a big thing. You know, with especially in uh, football with the kneeling stuff. I mean, who? Ah, oh boy. Well, that that was the whole thing. That a lot of people who were mad about the kneeling thing, you know, couldn't sing the words that he had them or whatever, right? Like, they don't even know what the song so, stands for. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, exactly. And they're wearing a they're wearing a like American flag bikini speedo or whatever, right, at the beach. So, I've said the same thing. I don't want to get into it, but I've said the same thing. That to me. Okay, at the World Cup, at the Olympics, all right? All right, England national sure, soccer sure. team played a damn anthem, but why do you need to hear an anthem at a Pittsburgh Penguin-New York Ranger game? <laughs> 82 times a year seems a bit much. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Level three, ready, rage, our radio, fantasy sports radio network. All right, we got a uh, full slate of shows uh, tonight, including Keith Izeri calling the shots on the fantasy sports radio network uh, weeknights, eight to eleven. He takes you around the sports world, checks in on the live game action with a daily stream of notable guests. Uh, he does have a very good guest, cool guest uh, on the program. Um, if you're able to watch the show and not just listen, catch the video feed live or on demand on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page or on your favorite OTT provider. It's a call in the shot with Keith Izeri on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page weeknights from 8 to 11 Eastern time. So I'm Gabriel Morenci in with George Kurtz uh, right now as uh, we're into our final segment of the program. And tomorrow, uh, big, big, big day. Uh, tomorrow, George Kurtz is like um, he's leaving the compound. So I'll ask you, George. Uh, Julian Assange was ripped out of the embassy today after seven years. Like, uh, do you have like, uh, like, are you are you like Julian? Is it have you left in seven years? Who's like been inside longer? You seem to be a little less pale than him. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a van- I'm afraid the sun's gonna get me, so I'm glad it's gonna be cloudy out tomorrow. Okay. Uh, no, uh, I'm making it my trek to the city. I mean, it's my annual trek to the city. Uh, yes, I'll be in studio with you, uh, Gabe. And uh, I don't I, I like the city. I really do. I just uh, it is a, it's a trip and a half for me, so I generally don't go. And uh, but I, I'll take a nice train ride just to see you. So what are you gonna do? You gonna watch the hockey game uh, on your phone after on the way back on the train? I will if I can get some kind of reception. I doubt I can. I don't have that kind of luck. I'll record the game. If I don't have reception, I will record the game and just listen to music on the way back. No social media, no nothing, so I don't hear a score. I mean, I'm able to do that, and I'm pretty successful at it. Even when I'm at the hockey rink refing, I, I can avoid uh, scores of the games. I just, you just shut your, uh, your mind off to everything, and generally I don't hear a score. So I'll watch it. I'll probably watch it when I get back, but I'm praying I can get reception on the train. Yeah, I think you, you should be able to. Um... Yeah, so me and George Kurtz will be doing a show tomorrow uh, live from uh, the studio, Studio 34, uh, tomorrow, um, tomorrow afternoon. So we have a special edition tomorrow. Fridays are always a good, uh, busy show, especially with the NBA playoffs uh, rapidly approaching. So uh, we have the NHL playoffs rapidly approaching tonight. Uh, let's check in. Uh, let's get some updated uh, numbers here. See where the uh, we'll see where the money is going in this Toronto Maple Leaf Boston Bruin game. Uh, it's standing strong right now. Toronto Maple Leafs are plus 125, uh, George. The over-under is six. And uh, what do we have? So we had five games last night. And uh, how many of them went over? Like four of them? Oh, St. Louis? Islanders yeah. went under, right? That was 2-1. St. Louis like was the under. only one. I, Islanders no, the were Nashville over? game. My bad. My bad. Nashville went under as two. well. 3-2. So 3-2. Three, three and oh, two uh, to the over uh, last 29 night. 29 goals scored. 
there were some bad goals last night, man. I agree. Like, I uh, agree. I didn't... Uh, it was frustrating. Uh, that's the one thing, too, man, I'm telling you. I know I sound like Don Cherry when I say this, but Russian goalies, man, they don't win Stanley Cups. Vasilevsky, is he going to be able to? I don't know. Um, the total is six at, in the end. I'm looking What's at my George? site here. I got Washington also on the site I'm looking at. Washington's now down to minus 155. They were minus 175 when we talked about this a while back. Yeah, people chipping going, away on the cane. What's going on in D.C.? I'll take that. I'll take uh, Washington minus 155. I like. I didn't mind about 175. Listen, I'm going to do what Cam is doing. I'm going to parlay the Washington Capitals and the Calgary Flames. Do I like it? Do I love it? No. You know, I'm going to chip away, and I'm going to I'm going to take the Leafs straight up at plus 125. So look, they're both underdog plays here. So I got the Toronto Maple Leafs at plus 125, and then I got a parlay with the Washington Capitals and the Calgary Flames at plus 146. One of them, you know, if I go one and one. I don't lose money. You win a couple of bucks. You go two and zero, oh, then it's a nice, uh, nice night. You hit a plus one twenty five and a plus one forty six. Yeah, here's the problem with doing this show with you. I told you my little superstition. I don't like betting on uh, the nights I go uh, ref. But now talking about it, I'm feeling the itch. Also, yeah, well, how do you Washington not? good at minus one fifty five. You know, I like Calgary. A parlay is a good idea. I really like the over, uh, the over in the Toronto Boston game. I don't like the game so much, but I like the over there. I don't like the salami tonight, though. Uh, what are we at? 17 and a half. That's a little. That's six goals a game. That's a little. Might be a little high for me, but I get it. I think they will be higher scoring games than last night. Now, a good friend of mine that may rest in peace, Earl De La Perel, is a football coach, and I remember I was out with him. It was we were at a Super Bowl. I think it was in Detroit, and uh, we were in a bar, and we were, I was watching a game, and he said, "All right, let's go." Said, we got to go. And I said, man, I said, I got money on this game. I said, I'm watching the game. And you know, and he said, you watching the game won't change the outcome of it. <laughs> it's actually a very good point. You know, Everybody it's a very, very good point. Yeah, it's like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And, and people, it's funny. I always remind people of that. Like people will talk about their fantasy team. Well, I have this guy on, you know, on the Packers, but I'm a Cowboy fan, so I, I don't, you know, I don't know what to cheer for. And it's like, dude, who you were gonna cheer for ain't gonna impact nothing, <laughs> okay? Like, sometimes well, the same thing. Well, oh, I need this and I need that. It's like, yeah, whatever. It ain't, it doesn't matter what you're yelling at your TV. I'm, yeah, I'm a Yankee fan, man, but the Steinbrenners ain't paying my bills. I'm rooting for my, uh, either my bets or my fantasy team. Sure, I want the Yankees to win. Maybe it's a no-lose situation. But if I have $100 on the game or $200 on the game, screw the Yankees. All right? I want to win. And that's a boost. If I got Mookie bets or if, I'm, if I bet on Boston, whatever the hell it is, I want to win first. I want to win money first. I'll take my team winning second or my fantasy team. But money always comes first. Money pays the bills. The Yankees, Cowboys, and Islanders don't help me pay my bills. That's a good point. They're not, uh, you, you're not getting checks from Steinbrenner I'm not uh, getting a month? check from Jerry Jones. I've never seen Jerry Jones send me a check. Anybody got the mail today? No, nothing with the Dallas Cowboy uh, return address on it. So no, I'm not. I'm not getting paid by them. I I, I root no, no. for them. And I, do, are you a big yeller at the TV? Uh, no, no, I'm not actually. I'm not. I've calmed it's down weird. since I've had kids. But I used to. Yell I've calmed down over the years too. Like, uh, I'm not a yeller at the TV. I like. I'm not like. Oh, you stupid. Oh, do this, do that. I don't do that. But. I I will like yell like an f bomb and stuff like in the middle like out of nowhere like just you know 
Fudge! <laughs> like, I, but I'll, I'll be the worst. worst. Like, when really, I sit, I, sit, I, ball, I watch a lot of games. Ball, man. Yeah. I watch a lot of games Swing alone. And it's, you know, Twitter's a good outlet, actually. But I'm on the air. I'm doing yes. podcasts most of the time. But Twitter's a good outlet for that. Because when you're Great. alone, it's almost more enraging. Like when it's silent, because the anger just sort of builds. <laughs> like you're sitting there and you're talking to yourself. Like I will talk. I'll sort of mutter to myself during games. Like, God, I hate the Bills. Like I'll just I'll be like, why am I a Bill fan? Like I'll sort of talk to myself briefly uh, for a second. But I've I've mellowed down, man. I've I've mellowed down. Like if I'm drinking in a casino and stuff, I'll get excited about a big shot. You know, at the end of the game and stuff. But I'm not one of these guys that, like, freaks about every penalty during the game. Like, man, me and Cam used to do a live show every Sunday in, in, in a sports bar for NFL Sundays. And it was effing annoying, man. Like, Steeler fans were the worst. Like, there'd be a penalty on a kickoff and they'd be flipping tables. You know, like, every play was anger and outrage. And it was just so draining for three hours. It's annoying, right? I pick my spots where I where I where I get enraged. Yeah, I think I do the same. Uh, I, you're right about Twitter. If anybody follows me, knows that when the, the Yankees are on, Islands are on, the Cowboys, I'll bitch about what they're doing wrong. You know, the Yankees make you know catch the ball, swing the bat. You know, why don't you get a runner in from third with less than two outs? Can you get the guy over to third base on a ground ball to second? The little things. You know, yelling at Aaron Boone. Uh, it does make me feel better. You know, I mean, getting it out rather than the keeping it in. Because as you, like you said, I watch most games alone as well. Uh, yeah, but like we said, you're, we're never really alone in this day and age, right? When when watching sports, it's so it's so instant right now. I mean, you see you see everything, and like you you know you go to Twitter. Twitter has stuff up quicker than, like, if I want to see Dwayne Wade's retirement, like, I'm not you know it's easier to find it on Twitter. He's punching Dwayne Wade. Boom, there it is. You're gonna get a million videos of of this clip and that clip and this clip. That's one good thing. Social media sucks on a lot of mediums and in a lot of ways, it's just draining and negative, but it is very good for the sport fan. Like the, it's just instant access, George, like instant, instant access. Right. I mean, I look, to me it's news. I find out about you. You could find out about news. If you're gambling, you find out who's in, who's out earlier than most people. If you follow the beat writers, yeah. I use Twitter purely but, for business, not I think it's great. And a good example is look at like look at social media. None of these jackasses um, broke that the Cleveland Browns are going to play the New York Jets. Odell Beckham did on Twitter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm guessing he wasn't supposed to. So someone's going to get a talk no. to there. Oh yeah, yeah. There's the whole. Yeah, I, what's the, what's going to be the column tomorrow? It's going to be tomorrow a column. It. This is, oh, it's only a little thing, but this is the, what Odell Beckham does. He does what he wants. And, dude, they must have said, yeah, they must have told the team, we're playing the Jets in week one, you know? Jamal the Adams, doesn't dude. get announced in May 1st. Uh, first week in May, I believe, is when they announced the schedule. The week after the draft. I believe that's yeah, when the NFL so, announces it. But the owner must have been I'm, told, and he must have told Beckham. I'm just surprised. Yeah, but, why, you know, Jamal Adams knew as well. I'm just surprised that the league would trust players with the schedule. Like, the league likes to make a big deal about it. Like, they have a I don't countdown think the show. Told, I don't think the league told the players. This I think this was either a leak, or maybe the owner knew. Maybe the league told the owner, or maybe he was part of a scheduling committee, whatever the hell uh, that is. There's no way they would tell the players, because it would be all over the place. We would know all the games already. 
I mean, won't, won't ESPN okay. have a show on like a Thursday night about the, the NFL schedule show for two hours and people will watch this? Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Our Monday night games. And, they, there's no, right. and I guarantee, listen, I'll put my name on it now that it's true what Odell said. Dude, the first well, ever Monday night sense. football game yeah, you said was the Jets and the it. Browns on the 50th anniversary. It's them. It's them. Like, there's no disputing it. I would think the only negative as far as that's concerned is that the Jets also opened up last season on Monday night. I'm sure the NFL is not thrilled about that. But you're celebrating the 50th anniversary. You got the Cleveland Browns, who aren't the Cleveland Browns anymore. They actually might be a good team. They might be a good team for years to come. Uh, so, and listen, that's great. Good for Cleveland. You and I are old enough to remember when they actually they, Cleveland did matter with the fumble and the, uh, the drive with yeah, John yeah. Elway in, uh, in, uh, yeah. that, in the, what was it, late 80s. So uh, good for them. Brian Seip. Go Browns. Right side, the mistake by the lake. The, mis- the interception in the end zone. <laughs> mistake by the lake. I love that saying. Absolutely love yeah, that saying. Is. I think the entire stadium is known as the mistake by the lake. There. I think that's what it was. Yeah, Municipal Stadium in Cleveland. That was a that was a trash ballpark back in the day. But didn't they need? Didn't they need? It was they needed a. Uh, they needed a field goal, and they threw a pass, and it got intercepted. Right. Probably wouldn't happen in today's game. Probably no better, but yeah, I think I believe that's what happened as well. Yeah, and, and, and at least in that, it was like 19, I think it was 1981. No, 1980. 1980 it was the year that, uh, I believe it was 80, 80, 1980. The year that uh, the Eagles uh, lost, to, uh, lost to the Raiders in the Super Bowl, New Orleans. See, I remember that as the Cowboys losing to the Eagles in the championship game. Well, I can see is Wilbert Montgomery going like 80 yards on his touchdown run during that game. Was that with uh, Danny White? That was Danny White, yeah. I think it was the first, first season he had the Starback retire. Go the second one. That's what Dallas lost three too. straight championship games. I remember that. I remember that very well. San yeah, Francisco, that yeah. stupid catch. Only game I ever cried about was that White Clark's catch. I was 12. <laughs> Give me a break. All right, I was upset. The catch. And then they got, an, they got, they got annihilated by the Redskins the, the year after, too. Or Dwight Clark passed away, uh, too. Uh, yeah, that was... It's, so it's always sad when our heroes passed away. You guys we, uh, used to watch growing up, we realized, oh, God, we're getting a little older. So I'm looking at the baseball. I think I'll just stick to Hawk. What am I going to do in baseball tonight? Uh, not really loving anything. I, I would like, you know, Arizona-San Diego, I don't have a good feel for it. Pittsburgh-Chicago, eh, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling the baseball board tonight. You know, it's only five even games. The Blue, Jay. Blue Jays plus 165. Not crazy with Aaron Sanchez or maybe the Blue Jays in the first five innings. I'm going to go with hockey, guys. I'm going with hockey. It's the calm before the storm. And then Saturday, we're going on a gambling bender um, <laughs> with the NBA. <laughs> so tonight, give me the Toronto. Toronto Maple Leafs plus 125. Toronto Maple Leafs plus 125. And the uh, Washington Capitals and the Calgary Flames parlay plus one four six. Two plus money bets. I'm not going to bet tonight. I don't. I don't think I might change my mind. But if I was going to bet, I agree with your parlay. But I, I like the over in that uh, Toronto Boston game more than the game. I wouldn't touch the game itself. But I like the over six. I just think goals will be put up on the board here. Too talented. Uh, Toronto has more talent on offense, so I think they'll be able to get through the Bruins. Not like the Bruins have a lockdown defense. They don't. It's just better than Toronto's. And Toronto, I'm not sure that they have any defense. So uh, I think this game's going over. I can't argue. I, I like to bet playoff unders, but I'm not feeling it. I, I'm not, I don't, you know. 
it feels this game feels like a four three game. It, you're right. It's probably going to get there. It, it has that feel. It's shaded to the over as well, minus one fifteen to over six uh, right now. Toronto Maple Leafs plus one twenty five. Boston Bruins uh, minus one forty. Carolina Hurricanes also uh, plus one twenty five right now. The uh, Capitals are uh, minus one forty five. The total is five and a half there. And then you got Colorado and Calgary. Calgary now minus one ninety five. Over under six, and I have I have a hard time seeing a low scoring series over there as well. George should be some goals there. Is this one of the weirdest playoff series you see? Uh, I mean, for everybody, you've seen Gabe. We have so many teams that don't have a goalie. They have two: Calgary, Smith, Riddich, Colorado, follow up Grubauer, Islanders, Leonard Grease, uh, Carolina, Ma- McElhenney and Morazic. I don't know if I can remember so many teams having more than one goalie, and generally, you know. If you have two, it means you don't have one. I don't trust these goalies in this game. That's why I think this is another high-scoring uh, series here between Calgary and Colorado. And Colorado's a one-line team. That's my only issue there. If I'm Calgary, I sell out to stop McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen and make uh, make Soderberg beat you or Kerfoot beat you. They can't do it. Well, tomorrow, gentlemen, we're going to be uh, in Studio 34 Friday night. little uh, Friday Friday night action. Uh, from uh, Manhattan, George Kurtz is leaving the compound. He's coming to the city. So uh, tomorrow, uh, Cam will check back in from Vegas. Cam will be back uh, next week. We'll be back on Monday uh, as well. NBA playoffs set to begin. So, hey, we're calling our shot right now. The Toronto Maple Leafs going to beat the Boston Bruins in six games. Take the lead tonight, plus 125. Capitals, Flames, parlay. Later.